Newscast. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> I'm shivering my tempers. Your, your timbers are shivering. And everything else. I need my cockles warm. Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, my sister just reached out to me and said, how are the streets? Well, they're fine. You know, yeah, no they no are, street yeah. problems at all yeah. today. But your booty's going to be cold. <laughs> your booty's going to be cold, all right? sitting in that seat in the car. I got several booties, and they're all cold. <laughs> it is a little frigid. Oh, well, it feels like it's four degrees. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Tomorrow could be even a little bit worse on the oh, field. Really? On the field side. Oh, right, right. The way it feels. And then it's all going to change, and so we'll talk more about that right. here in just a little while. So, uh, no shocker last night, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. That was an interesting night uh, on many different levels. That's right. <laughs> and Newt Gingrich says that just get over it. Trump is the nominee. He's it, Let's man. Go. He's running the table. He has been. Let's go. Yes. And that's the exact thing that we need to be doing. What a speech he gave us. You know, I was very impressed by that. I mean, he, he, he could have gone in so many different directions. Oh, yeah. And I don't even really think of what he does as a speech because it's like he's just talking. Well, that's right. But you said gracious. He was very, uh, gr- I mean, he was complimenting DeSantis and Nikki Haley great. and even Vivek. I mean, he wasn't cracking any jokes. He said, hey, there may be a place for him in my administration. You know, and then he thanked his mother-in-law. Yes. And he pointed to the sky, and there was a crack in his voice. Yeah. I've never heard a crack in that man's voice, you know? Yeah. It's it making was... him real. And all those people, he's, you know, in, in sales, the idea is to erase objections. And if you can do it before the objection arises, <laughs> yeah. then you're really right. ahead of the game. Right. Well, the biggest objection to him was was, was not the fact that we had low uh, low inflation at one point six percent, right? <laughs> or low gas prices, or we had a controlled border, or we had a safe world without being attacked. Nobody was objecting to that. They didn't like his mean tweets. He's so mean. He disarmed all of that last night. He did. It was a brilliant <laughs> chess move. I mean, I felt he was really feeling it. Oh, yeah. But if you're looking at it as a chess move, it was brilliant. Yeah. Because he also, it was about, hey, it's time to come together. Right. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. we got to save our country. It's time for us to come together. And what I noticed with ABC, because I went out of my car and listened to a little bit here and there, is that they couldn't spin that speech. They there could, was no so- sound bites they could grab out of it and no. make him look like an a-hole. No, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, it was the whole, brilliant. It was perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. In fact, let's listen to a little bit of it here. He's, he'll talk at the beginning here about the whole coming right. together. So go ahead, Jimmy. Everybody, this has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice (laughs) if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're okay. Come and then wow. he went on to, to, to speak very well of Nikki and yeah. Ron DeSantis. Oh, yeah. And then he spoke very well of Vivek, who got out last night yeah. through his weight behind Donald Trump, which is going to be significant. That's sure. going to help. 
And, I, you know, you, you look at that and you go, okay, here's a guy who believes that. Everybody who knows him, who spends time with him, comes away going, oh, no, he actually means what he yeah. says when he says we need to come together as Republicans and Democrats because the world is a mess and we need to work together to solve the issues. And Joe's people, of course, Joe was asleep, right? <laughs> they, he, he got back to D.C. Yeah. at 2.28 yesterday afternoon, and they immediately called a lid. Right. And uh, he, he's he got one thing on the calendar this week, and that's the mayor's conference on Friday. The rest of the time yeah. he's off. Uh, yeah. And he, he's only worked three days this year. So, <laughs> you know, it's just it's, it's horrendous. And Donald Trump is like, we, need, we all need to come together. So on, on the President Biden's thing last night in his ex-account, he said, I told you it was between me and an extremist MAGA. He's just driving that wedge, man, yeah. separating us more and more. And it ain't working. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not working. Right. I mean, you know, and I, 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 listen, I did go out and listen to ABC. I had to listen to my car, so I went on a few times and listened to ABC and what they were saying. Are you just a glutton for punishment? I am. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to kind of see, you know, <laughs> what, what, what are you guys saying? saying? <laughs> and it was amazing. It's, well, there was some sexism involved uh, with Donald Trump's campaign because he says he's stronger the, and tougher than Nikki Haley, obviously because she's a woman and he's a man. I mean, they were having to attach things to him that they were just pulling out of their butts because they couldn't, there was nothing for them to say. Right. right. I mean, it was such, this, is this not true that this was the widest gap or uh, in, in the history of the caucuses, of the Iowa caucuses? Yes. So he cleared the table, basically. Yes, he did. First time in history that's happened with the Iowa caucuses. That's right. Bob Dole had it before. Right. But Donald Trump beat Bob Dole's record by 17 points yeah, last night. It, he won handily. Oh, that was 30 points ahead of Ron DeSantis, who was second. Yeah. 30 points ahead. So it, there was no, nothing even close about it. It wasn't this. even a contest. No. It really wasn't. And the others have got to realize at some point, now they're just pitching for a gig somewhere, maybe in the administration. <laughs> well, he, op he opened the door for him. Right. Or maybe somewhere else, because that's all they're doing at this point is just they're working for some other gig. Right. They're not working to be president because that's not going to happen. Right. All right. Um, and, and the Democrats, are, they're still hell-bent on destroying him at every turn. And i got to tell the, the, the current president in name only because he's not the real president, Joe <laughs> yeah. Biden. It's really – I'm getting sadder and sadder the more I see him. Cause it's I'm depressing. Like, it, it really is. I don't like him. I don't like his oh, policies. I yeah. never have. But as a human, you look at him and go, you know, this is just not right the way he is. Well, you know? I think more people are having that thought. Yeah. I mean, they, they're horrible people. Yeah, they just right. keep propping him up with a stick and shoving him out there. It's horrible. It, it is. It really is bad. And so, but, uh, you know, when he said it's between me, or he didn't say it, his people on his ex account, it's between me and these MAGA Republicans. I got to say, it's not. It is between America first yes. and America last. Uh, exactly. Donald Trump has always, always, always talked about putting America first, and he's done it. Yeah. They have always moved America to America last. And I, you know, especially with the illegal immigration, Ugh. I think people have had enough because they're living it. It's coming to their neighborhood, it's coming to their, you know, part of town or what have you. And I, I, I would not understate that watching Eric Adams shove those kids out of that high school and bring in 2,000 illegals had more of an impact than I think, I think a lot of people realize. Absolutely. I think people were looking at that You're going, right. hey, whoa, wait You're a minute right. here. You're right. You're I right. think that woke a lot of Democrats up, frankly. Well, and, you know, we've got this this uh, video that a couple of people sent to me last night, this independent journalist. And by the way, those are the only ones I trust anymore. <laughs> the independent too. journalist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, came to San Antonio and went over to what they call the Migrant Resource Center. 
And he took his camera, and he encountered a couple of SAPD officers over there with an SAPD car, and they are making some extra bank on the side by patrolling that, that area over there, not to protect the citizens of san antonio but to protect the illegal aliens yeah. who are here and they're you know they're being confrontational with this guy get off here trespassing get off of this property and all that kind of stuff and he asked them you know are you getting paid by the city no 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 we're, we're private contracting right now we're making money on the side well who's paying you yeah happens to be the ngos and our taxpayer money it's paying them and and so on uh, I, I've been saying on my show, the 5 to 7, I haven't really said it that much on this show, but on my show I've been talking about how the governor and the attorney general need to come down here and bust this ring up, yeah. because that's what it is. I agree. And, I agree. Um, and and it's time for them to bust this thing up and shut this thing down that San Antonio and this mayor of San Antonio and the city manager are doing right now. My point is, to go along with what you were saying, that's not a Republican and Democrat issue. No. This it's is not, maybe it was at one point. It's not anymore. Not anymore. It affects yeah. everybody across the board now. Yeah. Everybody. Look around your neighborhood. That's right. I, I see it. <laughs> People living out of doors, and they're obviously migrants. They're all over the place. And I, I was there's a, a study that came out of the uh, Civil Rights Commission from 2010 that's being looked at again. That said in 2010 they've applied some of the models, the modeling they used back then to what's going on now. Uh, all these people who are obsessed about race and everything's race, okay? Illegal immigration uh, negatively impacts financially, by and large, black people. Low-income, low-wage uh, black men are shoved out of their jobs. So if it was bad in 2010, it's got to be a thousand times worse today. But, you know, that's an inconvenient truth that these people don't want to acknowledge. Well, and so I did that report this morning on the air, and I went back and I looked at the wage growth of of black Americans and the you know working class right. uh, prior to the pandemic during the Donald Trump years. Annually, their wages were growing at more than 10 percent. Under ah. Donald Trump and his policies, right. with illegal immigration, their wages are being suppressed yeah. and held down and pushed down now because that's what illegal immigration does. Right, forces everybody's wages down, but particularly blacks in the working class, black and poor people right. are lower income in general. Exactly yeah. right, and so they are waking up and going, you know, under Donald Trump, my salary was <laughs> growing more than ten percent annually. I was making ten percent right. annually more every year. And since Donald Trump, my groceries are up 25%, but my salary's not. Well, I, I think you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, and your finances, I think, are your most personal issue. Uh, and you, you look at some of the, the entrance polls yesterday. What were the two biggest issues in Iowa? Immigration. Illegal immigration and the economy. Illegal immigration and the economy. Those are the two things most people were concerned about because both affect your life. Both affect you personally. And once you are living a different life because of who gets elected, I think a lot of people wake up. I think a lot of people are waking up that they've been used by the Democrats for generations. And exactly what you're saying affects everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what stupid letter you put behind your name. Trump said it. It affects yeah. everybody. Yeah. And it's time everybody come together, get behind Donald Trump, and let's fix it. Yeah. Because we know he can. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> what have we been saying on this show? People will go for him because they know that they'll get over his personality. They'll get over the hair. They'll get over the insults. Once it starts affecting them personally, because they know what he will do. They don't have to like him, but they know what he'll do once he gets in office. Now, you also know that as as his um, 
victories continue to roll uh, uh, in, yeah. in all these caucuses in the primary now, they're going to bring more and more against him. They're gonna Out do, come the knives. Yeah, <laughs> knives, guns, right. airplanes, tanks, everything in the world. They're going to go. They're going to take everything they got and they're going to throw it at him. And they're trying to personally destroy him in yeah. every way. It's not going to work. But, I hope not. Yeah, but they're going. They're. It's going to get worse for him before it gets better. I was telling Lane before I went on the air. Before we went on the air. I'm like, I'm just kind of bracing for the next big bad thing to happen. Right. Because you can feel it like a vibration. Right. These people are not going to go easy. No. Oh no. <laughs> they're not going to go easy, man. We'll take a quick break. More wear and rhyme coming up. You know, at Window World, they do it all to make sure you have beautiful windows in your home and the most energy efficient windows in your home as well. With certified master installers, you know it's going to be the job's going to be done right. The manufacturer Manufacturing process is the best when it comes to these windows. They're the most beautiful windows, but let me tell you where they're where you really get the payoff with these window wear windows. This time of year, when it's 19 degrees outside, all that cold air stays outside. And in July, when it's 119, all that hot air is going to stay outside. Window wear windows are the most energy efficient. How do I know? Because that's that's what I got. I uh, bought a house full of window wear windows several years ago. Nancy and I love them. They beautified our home, but also we see it reflected in our energy bills. If you want to save more money every year on your energy costs and you want a payback that starts on day one, then this is what you want. You want to get in touch with my friends at Window World and get a free in-home quote. No obligation whatsoever. Free in-home quote. Window World at 210-767-0995. AccuWeather sunny and very cold today, somewhere around 36. Clear, cold tonight, 8 to 15. Mostly sunny at 46 tomorrow at 69 and sunny on Thursday. It's 19 degrees right now, but it feels like 4 at KTSA. Good morning. We are working trouble spots at 151. 071-724 with Warren Rama. I want to talk about you for a second. What did I do? <laughs> Uh-oh. I want to take a moment and talk about you. I didn't do it, I promise. Today is 49 oh, years. Yes, sir. 49 years you've been on the radio. Yeah. You've been doing this. And you've been doing this show since, what, 99? 1990, 25 years. years. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're in the, I mean, it, I, I want people to understand what a rare thing it is. And I've moved around a lot. You know that. Yeah. Uh, I got, I think, 35, 34 years coming up. It is a rarefied and exceptional thing for a person to have one show for that long and to excel at it every single day. That is a rare thing in this business. People tend to move around a lot. Uh, people aren't loyal, you know. They just, you know, people just move around. It's a, it's a, it's a carny business, and there's a lot of folks out there that would want a job for you know that long who just never achieve it. It's an amazing accomplishment on your part. It really, truly is Thank because you. when you're doing, especially a morning show, and it's in a town like San Antonio, which I, one of the first things I fell in love with in San Antonio is that it really is a big, small town. Yeah. And that local guy that you listen to, that you start your day with every single day, uh, that's a relationship that, again, is a very rare thing. And uh, I just want to wish you congratulations and well, well you. done, man. I mean, <laughs> it's a hell of a journey, man. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I got a lot of people and you, of course, a lot of people to thank for that throughout the years because, you, as you well know, you don't do this alone. There's no way no, you do it alone. That's you true. A lot of support, a lot of, yeah. a lot of, you know, our sponsors, I, you know, the people who right. write the checks to help pay the bills so we can do what we do. 
and our managers like Greg Martin and Lance Hawkins and people oh, like great. that and his great work that they do and Morgan Harrison and people like that. But you and Elaine, you know, I've been looking at Elaine for years now. <laughs> and I've been with you, I think, 28 years. Is that what it is? 28 years. 25 in the morning. Well, th- this is the longest on-air partnership I've ever had, and we're coming up on five years, well, I think, I, this summer. I told you a minute ago, before we came on, you're not allowed to go anywhere. I'll puncture your tires. I, <laughs> you're I'm here. Not, no, no, don't, no worries. <laughs> okay. I, I've got a lot of college debt to pay off. I, I'll be doing this when I'm 80. <laughs> Or, right. It's either here or Walmart greetings, so, you know. Yeah. But, no, congratulations, well, man. You. That's badass. I've had a couple of great partnerships throughout the years, you know, where, uh, the wear pair yeah. that oh, I did yeah. with my dad, and yeah. he was the absolute best. Uh, Cindy Cassiano, when she and I did mornings on a music station, was just wonderful. Brent Bowler. Yeah. Oh, you, God. Great guy. And you. I, I look over at you, and this it makes me shudder sometimes because gray beard looking back <laughs> at me and being – so expressive in what you say and how you say it just reminds me of my dad a lot. It's a well, big deal to me. Well, I take that as a high compliment, yeah, so thank you. It's, thank it's you. what I mean by Really, that. all I do is just show up and annoy you for as <laughs> no, much as don't. possible. No. I try to annoy Elaine. <laughs> I can only annoy James for so long, and he looks like he's going to hit me. So, you know, I, I, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun job. I would lo- yes, it is. And I <laughs> at would the love, end of the day, it's a fun job. I'd love to have another 49 at it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to just keep going till I can't go anymore. But see, you Speak will. Speak for yourself. No, Elaine <laughs> A nap. But you know, you'll be what you'll like. I'm trying to think of something from a movie or something. Like you'll be 99, you know, <laughs> be wheeling the gurney into the microphone, <laughs> and it's you won't sound. You'll Friday. sound great. <laughs> it's Funky Friday. <laughs> Today's the day I get my legs rubbed for the circulation. Hey, hey, that's an idea. I'm going to put that in the next contract. What's a contract? What is, what is a contract? Is I don't that? know. I haven't had one of those in decades. That's, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. I, I don't have a contract. No, no, no. I won't have a contract. Refuse to have a contract. I just want to do this. Is And, of course, KTSA is me. I mean, that's yes. it's always been me, and it's always will be me. The T in KTSA actually does stand for Trey. <laughs> I just, but, you know, it is. It's a, it's a hell oh. of a thing, and, and it's a very rare thing. Thank it you. really is. And, uh, you know, it, it is something to be very proud of. Thank and you very uh, much. It is a great way to make a living. I think one of the things about doing this every day, and I think it, something that long-term, you know, old-timers like us have to kind of fight, is you get to a nerd to it, and, you know, you start focusing on, you know, the mechanics of it. But really, it's a hell of a way to make a it, living. It's a great we, way. We get, our job is to be ourselves. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Well, and the last thing about this, and we'll go back to the news after the, after the news, um, a few years ago, we were owned by CBS. Right. And we thought we were going to be sold and turned into a Spanish station. <laughs> My Spanish is okay, but not good enough for that. <laughs> not that good. Yeah. So I, I spent two years thinking and going through uh, what would I do if radio didn't exist in my right, life yeah, anymore. Yeah. And it came down to this. What would I get out of bed at midnight for every night without an alarm clock, jumping out of bed ready to go? I, I, I can honestly tell you, in 49 years, maybe twice, I stood up and went, oh, man, I'd like to get back in that bed. The rest of the time, I'm serious. Right. And you know me. You see oh, me yeah, every morning. Yeah. I, like, jump out of bed. I'm like, let's go. Let's get this done. I, I, you, <laughs> I, you, when you, even when you're off, you still you maintain yeah. the same schedule, yeah. you know. And it's, it's, it can become a very cynical business, and people can become very cynical in this business. And you are always positive. You are always raring to go. You always have a smile on your face, and you're, you've been doing that for a long time. And that, Thank you. maintaining that attitude, 
through many generations and radio can also be a difficult thing. Well, so. thank you, and thank you for being here with me the, all these years. And oh, we're, no problem, and we're going to keep going. Yeah, we are. All I ain't right. going nowhere. We'll do it from the old folk home. <laughs> Surface I S- want assisted. <laughs> Surface SA. And that's the future of stone, of course, is porcelain. And porcelain will look great in your home. And you put porcelain in your home, and then you just forget about it. You don't have to worry about, you know, replacing it again. You, it, it'll be there forever. It's the toughest type of stone or whatever you can put in on your uh, countertops on your on the top of your island uh, anywhere in your house anywhere in your place of business and porcelain is so tough that it'll last longer it'll, it'll last forever it'll just do what you need it to do and it comes in every gorgeous color that you can imagine and the best part it's so easy to care for find out more about porcelain at surface right here in san antonio surfacesa.com surfacesa.com and right now during the month of january take a thousand dollars off your installation so now is the time to act surfacesa.com it's no secret that interest rates have risen dramatically speaking of kid rock there yeah, it is man. right there i love this song man. all summer long great tune it's uh 19 and feels like five so <laughs> we'd like a little summer right now that would be fine with me just a smidge it's enough winter for me i've had enough yeah, I've, I've had, had my fill yeah. yeah so i got something for you what's that i got a couple of cuts here um you know we were talking last half hour about joe yeah and <laughs> yeah. he's just basically gone at this point yeah. mentally which is a sad thing but it's it's you know really a horrible thing for the country and the mm. world look at the chaos you know we yesterday Iran attacked the Kurds yeah. in northern Iraq. The Kurds helped us get rid of ISIS. Yes, they, they did. Took the on Kurds ISIS also helped us during the first Gulf War, and yeah, they were getting right. you know slaughtered by uh, the, right. the majority. Is it Shia or, or Sunni? I can't remember which is right. which. But the northern the Kurds in northern Iraq, they've been gunning for them for a long time. Man. Well, Iran blew them up last night. Well, that's what they do. Yeah, and Iran blew up a, another ca- U.S. cargo ship. God. So we got that going on. And and Joe is just basically, you know, he's asleep. Uh, yeah. Seriously, asleep. And he came back yesterday to D.C. Uh, after being in uh, at a coffee shop in Philadelphia, I think. And uh, they called a lid at 2.28 in the afternoon. He went to bed. Yeah. Um, now, the reason I bring this up is because Kamala is out front now for the administration. She's the front man on the administration. Oh, now. God. So she's... <laughs> You know where I'm going. Yeah. So she was giving some speeches yesterday because she's she's the one they're pushing to the front because he can barely even walk or stand up at right. this point. So let's see here. Cut number two. She was speaking about young people in America. <laughs> no. And uh, I didn't hear this. This, oh, God. this is why <laughs> the Democrats cringe when they think about the physical condition of Joe Biden. Listen to Kamala. I see our college students. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I love Gen Z. I don't know if something, you know, I love Gen Z. <laughs> oh, God. So, okay, for the older adults, this is going to be a humbling thing I'm about to share with you. If someone is 18 years old today, they were born in 2005. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That oh, math yeah, stuff. It's <laughs> amazing math. Who taught it? her that one? Wow. <laughs> Somebody figure that out for her, too. Giggles Somebody the clown. Somebody with a calculator figure that crap out for her. Giggles the clown. That's, that's his shit. I got another one for you. Oh, it doesn't end. Yeah. Oh, no. No, this is cut number three. She's uh, speaking to a basketball. I can't remember which team it was, Jimmy. It doesn't matter. Which It was a college basketball team of college dudes. Right. Very tall guys standing around a very short Kamala with the ball <laughs> under their arm and all that. 
and their eyes are rolling. It's like, would you shut up so we can play? <laughs> Listen to this. When the people are in these stands watching you, be they parents or students be or they. kids, you're lifting them up. And people are out here saying, oh, are they saying yay? Or they say all of the things that they say in response to the game. You're lifting them up with a sense of joy about being a part of the Oh. Now, before you oh. riff, before you riff, oh. <laughs> before you riff, <laughs> yes. we have a guy who has worked three days this year. Yeah. He's called a lid. He has only one thing on his calendar, and that's this Friday. It's the Mayor's Conference in D.C. <laughs> Rest of the time, he's asleep. Getting mashed bananas in a uh-huh. Gerber jar. Yeah. Spoon-fed that's to him. him. Yeah. And she's number two. <laughs> is it any wonder why the world is on fire right now? No. Uh, I Look, you talk about Michelle Obama being parachuted in. I'm going to be honest with you. If it's one of the two, I'd prefer Michelle because at least she's intelligent. And I'm being honest. Michelle Obama's not a stupid person. All right? She's evil, but she's not stu- Kamala is a true moron. And she's one of those morons that thinks she's really smart. And you can see that whenever she is riffing like that, be they this or be they that, you are lifting them up. It's such tripe, man. Her being the president of anything, it would be a freaking nightmare. And you're right, the world is watching. The world, I tell you what, I guarantee you the world wants Kamala Harris to be the president of the United States. They would love that, man. But she is a true dumbass. She really is. If you look at where we are now, right? And the chaos, I was just talking about yeah. how they attacked us and they've been attacking uh, our, our guys in Iran or Iraq. Uh, you've got Putin doing what he's doing. Germany unveiled overnight or leaked out of Germany overnight. They have preparations beginning in February through July to fight World War Three. Oh, they think World War Three is about to begin. Well, we do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody Germany, else does. That's right. And Germany has has planned it out. They have planned the entire... So Germany going to war with Russia, that sounds familiar. Mm. When you've got all this anti-Semitism going on, and those anti-Semites took to uh, New York again right. last night, and they went to a children's hospital, right. right, and tried to attack a children's hospital, thousands of them last night. And, and Jewish women were walking through New York trying to get home, and they said... I thought this was 1939 all over again in, in Germany. So you got Germany ready to fight Russia. You've got Iran blowing stuff up everywhere. you got China about to move on Taiwan yeah. any day. And it's, Why wouldn't they? Right. Yeah. It's all because they look at the weakness of our country right now. And that's why it's so significant when Donald Trump says, all of us need to come together and fix all of this. Well, and if you've noticed, and I, I, I know you have, there's a serious tone to Trump right now. As if he knows, hey, things are bad, and we either start turning this around now or we're going to lose the country. And he's absolutely right. I mean, you you can't stack all this stuff up and come to any other conclusion. And what's even more, I guess, disturbing about it, or what really sends a chill down your spine, is that the architects of this, they want this to happen. Oh, yeah. They want this to happen. Absolutely. And it's going to be bad. And, uh, I, again, I kind of go back to the conversation I had with Elaine before going on the air. I'm just bracing for the next big bad thing. Yeah. Because, and I see that look in Trump's eye. Uh-huh. Uh, and there, there, he's really, he wasn't gloating last night, but there was a seriousness that it, it, I've seen in his eye over the past few appearances. 
He's really not as jokey as he used to be. Oh no! And I don't think it's you know only because of the legal battles and the and the weaponization of the government against him. No, this I is, think he knows that we're at the cross. This is the battle royale, right? That's coming up for the continued existence of this country. Well, let's look at this because this is a very real deal that's happening right now with them importing all of these people. And again, I go to these independent journalists who are going over to the Migrant Resource Center that needs to be shut down. The governor and the attorney general need to come to San Antonio and close this smuggling operation that is happening in San Antonio. Right, It's a human smuggling operation, and the governor needs to close it. The attorney general needs to shut it down. They need to sue the city of San Antonio for violating state law, and they need to shut it down. Uh, But right now, and this is I know this is affecting Trump because number one issue for him has always been the illegal immigration at Mm. the border. He's always been his thing. Uh, we now have, back in December, Dick Durbin, you know, oh, the, yeah. the senator, who said, well, you know, if you're here illegally, we, we're going to push you into service and put you in our military. Now, these buses are showing up by the hundreds every day down here on San Pedro, mm. and they're bringing young military-age men yeah. to the Migrant Resource Center. You went over there. You saw it. The guys who are posting these videos online are watching these young men get off. Well, now in California, they passed a law that says non-citizens, illegal aliens, can be police officers. And now they have the Los Angeles Police Department has appealed now to um, whoever, I guess the the authorities in D.C., to be able to now arm these illegal aliens and make them police officers with guns on the streets of Los Angeles. Think about that. Guns and a badge. Think about that. That's some scary crap, but I think it's uh, what you've been saying for a long time. They're basically seeding the country with with operatives, with troops, uh, and, and and we're helping them move them along. I mean, our government, Gavin Newsom. I mean, all of them are 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 helping in this process to legitimize them. I mean, if they can become cops, they can certainly join the military, right? I mean, without being citizens, or I'm sure that'll be the next thing. So you were talking about Trump and how this is affecting him. He, That's got to be affecting yeah. Don. He sees that and he goes, "He does." Oh man! Uh, and the job every day that this goes on between now and November or January 20th, right? Every day that this goes on, that's more entrenched this this policy, and these people are going to become in society, and that makes his job even tougher. He could see it in his eye. Yeah. We're at a crossroads, and he knows it. So during the Black Lives Matter and all that summer of love, they were complaining about the lack of education for police officers and wasn't mm. required enough hours in college to be a police officer. So how are we going to do well, with That's a these great point. Well, it is, because they re- well, we've heard this. They've relaxed it the, because recruitment is so bad. Over the past, they've relaxed the standards. For the training that you have to go through to be a cop in a lot of district, in a lot of municipalities. That's a great point. It, yeah, I hadn't B- thought about that. B- BLM was crazy saying, oh, yeah. the cops aren't trained enough, they don't have enough education, that we need to reduce the size of the police force because they don't have enough education. And now they want to take poor, uneducated people from third world countries and give them badges and guns. <laughs> Are you it's kidding me? It's a freaking nightmare. I mean, it really is. And and it's all bad. And and uh, again, you can see it in Trump's eye that he understands the gravity of this situation. Yeah. He more than anybody else knows how bad this situation is. He's they, got a big job ahead of him. Yes, he does. And you can see it in the eyes. Yeah. You could see that last night. He's yeah. very he's a very serious dude this time out. And well, not that he wasn't before. No, but, but this is this is waiting on him heavily. Yeah. All right, take a quick break. More wearing Rima coming up. KTSA.
For nearly 30 years, Thomas J. Henry has fought ETSA and FM 1071. 754 with Ware and Rima. Well, here's a happy story. Do it. Okay, right here in Texas. Okay, Harry Perez Cerizo, uh served in World War II. He served in Korea. He got shot in the back in Korea. He's a Purple Heart winner uh-huh. or Purple Heart recipient. Yeah. He turned 100 years of age on January 5th. How did he celebrate? Did he jump out of an airplane? Did he do something really weird? No, he celebrated at Hooters in El Paso. Really? And the girls loved him. Uh, they sang <laughs> happy birthday to him. He had a great time. And he says, I'm going to celebrate every birthday from here on out at Hooters. Well, that's good. I love Hooters. That's great. Good on you, man. They have good wings, don't they? They have great wings. I haven't been to a Hooters, well, in ye- ye- decades. Long I, time. It's been a little while. Yeah. The last time I went was with, with my, my wife. <laughs> my wife loves Hooters, actually. It's yeah. odd. Well, But uh, I, I used to have a thing that, uh, you know, when I die... I wanted my pallbearers to be Hooters girls. Somebody told me, though, that they don't do the whole breast thing all that much anymore. Is that true? Well, that's just no fun at they're, all. That they're covering them up more I than don't they know. used to? It wouldn't surprise they're me. They're not topless. They never were topless, right? They just have No, them. it's just they're... Well, they're, they're, they're girls the age of your granddaughter. Oh, yes, see, they are. That's another reason I can't go. Yeah. It's no, a little awkward. No. That's somebody's granddaughter I remember there. when I was training and Greg Shelton was... You were show, training for Hooters? Showing me... <laughs> the, no, no, oh. no, no, no. My cup runneth over. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. No, no, Both no, of no. your cups run over. No, but I remember the sports... <laughs> Station. The yes, sports station too, was setting up at a Hooters, and yeah. Greg Shelton oh, and I went over there to learn him. the board. Oh, I bet sure. Greg had a great time. Yeah, yeah and all right. of them were running around, and Jason yeah. Minix was there. So he he was introducing you how to do this at a Hooters? Showing me how to do the board. <laughs> Excellent. That's radio, That's man. That's Greg Shelton. <laughs> I once fit. I don't think he wanted to be there either. Oh, really? It was just for the sports guys. Oh, okay. Well, they wanted to be there, I know. Well, I've done a lot of work with the Hooters people in my radio career. I once fit 27 Hooters waitresses in an FM studio on a morning show I did. 27. 20, it was Labor Day weekend, 1998. What's huh? 27 times 2? Did they get permission two? to get out of school or what? <laughs> get out of the I was a little closer in age to the girls in that year than I am now. And what's, what's 27 times 2? I figured you would know. Well, one's 54. always a little bigger than the other. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 54. Ba- See, he knows. Back in that a was minute. a great day. More wearing Rima coming up, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by FM 1071. Beautiful sunshine, but very cold. Yeah. It's going to get above freezing at some point today, so anything you need to take care of that you couldn't do while it was freezing, then this would be a good time to be able to do that. So um, go with me on this for just a second sure. here. All right. Your wife and I did something this year. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, your wife and I. <laughs> okay. I told you, let, go with me on it. Yeah, I will. Your, your wife and I did something this year that a lot of people are going to have to do now if they want to get around. Um, we both changed batteries in our cars. <laughs> Actually, yes. to be more precise, she changed the battery in your car. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I can't do it. (laughs) And you know what I found out? Because the battery in my car had lasted about three years. Right. Maybe a little bit longer. But anyway, I found out that batteries are a whole lot more expensive under Joe Biden than they were under Donald Trump. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I discovered that, too. I think I paid two and a half. Just say two and a half for the battery. Right. 250 bucks for the battery I put in there. 
A lot more than what batteries used to be under Donald oh, they, Trump. They were never two hundred dollars. We paid two hundred bucks for ours, and we got a deal on ours. But me too. I put just the <laughs> I put the low level, you know, yeah. just here, you know, put it in there, and I put it on the credit card. Um, <clears throat> Tesla and electric vehicles, which this administration is forcing people mm. to go into, or tried to. Now you've got all these companies that are selling them. Hertz is selling all their fleet right. of electric vehicles off. Uh, Ford is not going to make their trucks anymore. I mean, all this stuff is going on. They're they're just canceling all this stuff when it comes to electric vehicles. But you still got the government mandates that you have to get into it. All right, well, one of the things that kills car batteries is cold weather. Mm. It just destroys them. Yeah. And a lot of people right now, because the it's 19 degrees, feels like it's 5, a lot of people listening to us right now have been dealing with the fact they go out and get... Because cold weather right. is just absolutely the most destructive thing to a battery. Sure. Well, okay, if you're driving an electric car, if you think $200 is bad for a battery, <laughs> try 28000 to 35000 The most expensive part of an electric car is the battery. Well, that's all it is. It's it. It's, it's a just a big battery. You're driving a battery. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's a golf cart with a body on it. Yeah. And the most expensive part are all those batteries, like in a golf cart, all those batteries you sit on underneath that seat. And the same is true with these electric vehicles. So... These news stations are showing in Chicago right now because of the extreme cold weather. All these electric vehicles that are lined up. looks like a boneyard, a graveyard of electric vehicles. They can't go anywhere. Here's what some of the people are saying. This is crazy. It's a disaster. Seriously, Tesla owner Shalice Mazel said she abandoned her car and got a ride from a friend when she couldn't charge her electric vehicle. We got a bunch of dead robots out here, said another guy, and they they showed how the line of dead electric vehicles can't go anywhere. Kevin Sumrack telling the station that he landed on Sunday at Chicago O'Hare International Airport, found his Tesla dead, unable to start. He was forced to hire a flatbed tow truck, burning diesel, (laughs) (laughs) to, to take his Tesla to a place where he could have it worked on. Experts telling the news station that cold weather can impact the uh, ability of electric vehicles to charge properly. They said it's not plug and go. You have to precondition the battery, meaning that you have to get the battery up to the optimal temperature to accept a charge. So you can't even, in cold weather, you can't even charge these things. They won't accept a charge right. in the battery until you warm the battery up to charge it. There's just an inherent lie about all of this stuff, you know. I mean, look at what they have to go through to make the battery, uh, which largely comes from earth-killing plants in China. I mean, you it's was it lithium or whatever the hell they need for these things? Yeah. They lithium. have to dig out of the earth. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things where the, the, the people who are proponents of this stuff just... It's a foregone conclusion that electric vehicles are better than gas vehicles, right. and they're better for the earth. Well, they're not. They're not at all. They're not at all. Not at all. And, and it's like the windmills killing you know, endangered whales and stuff. They're, it doesn't do... In other words, the whole argument is it's better for the environment, and it simply is it's not. It's not at all. And they're horrible for people as far as usage. Well, look at this. You've got... They're having to strip mine is what they're having to do, yeah. right? So they take out all the trees. So, <laughs> yeah. so a tree takes in what we emit <sighs> and turns it into oxygen, right? That's right. what a tree does. Yeah. So now... 
they're taking all the trees down, so what's going to take in the CO2 and turn it into O2 to put it in the atmosphere so we can breathe it if they take all the trees down to make lithium batteries? So there's the first thing that says it's not good for the environment. Then they strip mine the ground, right? And they're digging and digging and digging, digging. If you ever want to see strip mine, just go to YouTube and look it up and see how it destroys the earth. It's destroying the earth. Then they use child slave labor to build these things. And the final wacko on this is how is this good for the for the earth? You can't destroy them. So what do you do with it? Oh after, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. After it's no good, right? Where are they going to put these things? They got to put them in earth. You know, they got to have a they got to have a trash. De- yeah, because you depot. can't just chuck your car battery into a dumpster. Oh, <laughs> right. No, it's like when your wife did your battery for your yeah. car and I did mine. You have to turn that battery in. You have to pay yeah. them a fee to dispose of that battery because there's a very specific process on how they do that. Now, imagine trying to dispose of a battery the size of this room. Yeah, <laughs> not good for the earth. Not good for look. The electric vic, the EVs are a nightmare environmentally. Uh, culturally, I mean, as far as how you get around as a useful thing in your life, it's the exact opposite. All we hear are complaints from people. You can only drive so far. you got to find a charging station. Uh, it, it, there's nothing good about these things, but the morons believe it because they're told it's good for the environment, and they don't think any deeper about it than that. That's correct. You know, And that's the great lie of the climate change scam in general is that very little uh, of the stuff that they want to do to save the earth, you know, because, again, we, we they're always pushing the goalposts back as far as the, the, the tipping point. And, and a lot of people, because it's ego-driven, look at me, I'm saving the earth, they don't think about it, they don't ask questions, they don't research right. it themselves. Right. And these things are horrible for the environment. Well, here's what I have discovered, and this is not just a blanket statement about all EV drivers, but I've noticed that a number of them are snobs, right? <laughs> and they really are. Right. And, and, uh, and, and the reason for that is the same reason we had, remember we had vaccine snobs, too? Yes. Remember that? And we it's had, an ego trip. Uh-huh. And we had mask snobs, too, mm-hmm. who were... I'm better, and I'm saving humanity because I got the Pfizer, I got the Moderna. People aren't going to get COVID from me, baby, because I'm doing what I need to do yeah. by taking this shot and all that. Well, it's the same concept. You know, they drive around and they go, hey, listen, look at me. I'm saving Mother Earth by driving this car. You and your diesel truck are destroying the planet when the opposite is true. Yeah. The uh, buddy of mine that owns the highest-end Tesla, he's rich. And he leases it. And I said, why do you lease that when you have this money? And he goes, it's too expensive to repair. (laughs) I want it under warranty, and I just trade in for the next one. That's true. Jimmy, we did a story uh, a couple of – it might have been a month or so ago. This guy had his battery go dead in his Tesla, and he's got one of those expensive ones too. The battery itself was $31,000. God, man, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Now, he didn't have the money to pay for a $31,000 battery, so he couldn't do any. The car is – Stuck. It's a big, heavy, immovable thing. That's exactly right. And Tesla told him, "We we got your car turned off, and you can't do anything about you know going somewhere aftermarket and buying a battery from somewhere or whatever, because we control whether or not that car is going to operate. And until you come to us and buy a thirty-one thousand dollar battery, that car is not moving." (laughs) <laughs> now, now think about a gas-powered, right? Yeah. Think about a gas-powered or or a diesel-powered vehicle 
Take it to any shop you want to take yeah. it to with a certified mechanic or non-certified mechanic. Take it to the guy down the street. Whatever you want to do, and they'll fix it. And on every street corner in San Antonio, there's four or five gas stations where you can buy gas right. to get around. Well, look at what's happening to the auto industry. And look what's happening to, we talked about this last week, about the auto rental industry. Was it Hertz? Yeah, Hertz. selling all these EVs because they're losing money on them because people 000. don't know how to drive them? Yeah. Uh, it can't be good for the auto industry. They're being forced to make these things and sell them. Okay, the the argument for why you should have one is a false argument. You people are being played. It's not good for the environment. It's highly destructive for the environment, if that's what you care about. And you, you can't standardize a vehicle that, that only works sometimes and costs that much to maintain. Right. Right. And they're forcing it. Sure. And they because right. they're making a lot of money off it. <clears throat> and you and know, it's control. The thing of the, the oftentimes we just fall into a theme of the show. Right. But the theme of today after Trump's wonderful speech last night is the letter behind your name is not does not matter and people on both sides of the of all sides of the political spectrum are waking up and it's stuff yeah. like this it's the border you know and all this stuff it's the economy you know, groceries are 25 percent higher right and the liberals who went out and bought these electric vehicles thinking they're saving the earth are now seeing a boneyard of these cars lined up that can't they can't do anything with them now. they don't work they, man they, no, they can't do anything with them yeah no I, I i think you're right i think a lot of people are waking up because again look how you get to work Okay, the, the the economy is very personal, and also your ability to get to work Correct. and do what you need to do is also very personal. And if you're screwing with that, uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to be waking up, man. And and it's good. I, I'm glad they're waking up. I'm sorry it took all of this crap to make that happen. Well, think about this. You had a battery problem this year. You went to the store. You bought a $200 battery, and your wife sticks it in the car, and you're like, good. You're good. Good and to go, man. It's going to go for us, you know, several more years. Yeah. If you're driving an electric vehicle and a battery goes down, where are you going to get 30 grand to go buy? Or, you know, let's just say 10 grand, 15 yeah. grand, 20 grand. Where are you going to get that kind of money to buy a battery to replace it? And that's not something your wife, with as smart as she is, can put in the car. <laughs> right. No, I agree. <laughs> you got to pay somebody well, to do it. And you st- I think the proper word is snobbery because the, the people who buy these things are very snobbish about it. And there's a snobbish idea in the presentation of it, in that, well, if you're going to be greedy and you don't care about the earth, well, I guess stay in your, you know, uh, uh, gas-fueled car. You know, they kind of look down their snoot at people who don't want an EV. So there's kind of this, it's an ego trip all the way around. That's You want to control people, get them through the ego. Oh, sure, sure. Well... Remember, you're going to be killing people if you don't wear a mask. Yes. Quote Ron Nuremberg, mayor yeah. of San Antonio. All right, quick break. More wearing Ryman coming up. Uh, you know, a beautiful thing that you can have for the safety of yourself, your spouse, your mom and dad is a safe shower. Let's just say your parents are aging in place, right? And they're fine. They're, you know, they don't need to be in some facility somewhere. They're fine right there at the house, except they're stepping over a tub to take a shower. Or their shower has one of those big entryways and the big clunky door and all that. Well, listen, you can get a safe shower experience by getting in touch with Chris and Joan Edlin at Safe Showers. Wonderful people. 210-655-1111 is the number. Every reason in the world to have a safe shower. First of all, low step-up entry, okay? Non-slip floor. So you don't have to worry about that. Grab bars, uh, seating, all that kind of stuff makes your, your showering experience much, much safer. 
And then, of course, you've got designer features and fixtures that are gorgeous and beautiful glass doors, and the colors are wonderful. All these things that really make them pop and stand out really improves the overall look and feel of your bathroom, too. Senior military and first responder discounts available as well and special financing available. Why don't you just have them come out, give you a free, no-obligation in-home estimate for your safe shower experience. It'll really revolutionize your home and make your living a whole lot better with a safe shower. 210-655-1111. Sunny and very cold, 36 today. Clear and cold tonight, 8 to 15. Mostly sunny and 46 tomorrow. 69 and sunny on Thursday. 19 and feels like 4 right now at KTSA. Good morning. For the most part, we are in good shape. We- FM 1071. All right, it's 823. I'm Trey. He's Sean. We are where? And Rima? You know, there was something else that was really kind of fascinating about last night. You know, a lot of these entrance polls they took uh, gave us a lot of really interesting information. Uh, going in, let's see, uh, 68% of all the folks they talked to going into the caucus locations believe that uh, they cheated the last election, that Biden didn't legitimately win that election. I agree. I do, too. (laughs) Absolutely, I do. The other one that I thought was interesting, and uh, you're hearing ABC and a lot of these other people, these other media sources, uh, uh, making a big deal out of this because I guess they see it as a negative. But uh, Trump uh, hit 55% with evangelicals. Yeah. I mean, the evangelicals love Trump. And I, because again, the media always want to turn that into a negative because, oh, they're evil evangelicals shoving their religion on you, making judgments and all that crap. What's fascinating about that number is Trump himself is not an evangelical. No. He is not an evangelical Christian. I I think, is he Catholic? I mean, he doesn't really even talk about religion very much. I think he was born that way, but not, he's not religious. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he is. No. I just think it's interesting. Why are evangelicals so supportive of Donald Trump when he himself is not evangelical? I think that's they see it as a negative yeah. because they see anything connected to Christianity or faith as, as being a bad thing, especially evangelicals. Yeah. But you have to really kind of break down why do evangelicals like Donald Trump so much? Yeah. I mean, what do you? I, I think it's because they want freedom. They they don't want the right. want the government out of their religion. That's exactly right. The uh, the first principle of this country, upon the founding of this country, was freedom to worship. Yeah. However, you saw fit. Right. And that you know, the, we all all of us lived through the pandemic. Uh. And what they do? They left the strip joints open and shut down the churches. Yes, they did. Trump didn't do that. Nope. The lefties did. The lefty right. governors, the lefty mayors, and so on. And the evangelicals saw that they were the target, and they are being tar- Christians are being targeted like crazy oh, right now. Yeah, they are, and they just Absolutely. want freedom. They just want yeah. freedom. They just leave me alone. You know, that's that's all I want. Joy Reid last night on her show, she yeah. said that th- this is a result. What we saw with the Trump win last night it was, is a result of white Christians <laughs> who want to make black people bow down before them. I wake up every day. Yeah. How, you know, Jesus, how can I get black people, right. how can I get the, the black man down today? Exactly. See, I, <laughs> I move in Christian circles. I know a lot yeah. of oh, Christians, yeah. right? And I'm going, okay, who, who in my circles is wanting black people to bow down before I, them? I don't know any Christians <laughs> that want to do that. I mean, I, you know, it's just, it, you know. And, and she said, because white Christians think that this is their country and, and the rest of us don't matter and don't count paraphrasing her oh, I know, what she but... said and so they want to make all of us black people bow down before them <laughs> who are they and where are they doing this when man? did this happen look here's what i see as far as a screwed up relationship between politicians a political movement and black people 
Did you see? It's a uh, uh, Rice University has a new course, <laughs> Afrochemistry. You're hitting it all, man. You're Afrochemistry. <laughs> I wrote, made a note here. I don't usually make notes, but yeah. I actually noted this. Students will apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in America. Right. Sorry, but their chemistry is sort of the same as everybody else's chemistry. Yeah. It's chemistry. Right. But how, And there's no exam. Nope. No. Because <laughs> black people are so stupid they can't pass exams. Right, right. But Donald Trump's the racist and wants to keep the black man down. See, and that's the thing. They, they're the racist. On yes. That, on those folks, the left, the Democrats, again, it's not about race as far as they're concerned. It's about divide and conquer. Yeah. Divide us even more. Drive that wedge. Right. And divide us even more so they can conquer us. And what is Trump talking about? Let's all come together. We've got that, a lot you know, of things that's what to he solve. Said. And again, it was like I said earlier, it was brilliant because you yeah. can't take anything out of that speech last night and no. make him look like an a-hole, that's which right. is what they want to do. You know what? After the break here, let's go ahead and play some of that. Yes. You want to run speech. some of that? All right, Absolutely. let's do some of that. All right, let's talk about Lifestyles Unlimited. Dell Walmsley began this at 33 years ago. 33, well, plus years ago. And what they started to do then, and they're still doing it today, is teaching people the right way to invest in real estate to start making money right away. You can make a lot of mistakes investing in real estate if you don't know what you're doing. But with Lifestyles Unlimited and the website GiveMeTotalFreedom.com, they will teach you online if you want to do that on your phone, computer, or whatever, or if you want to go to one of their in-person seminars. And we've got plenty of opportunities for you to be able to do that. Uh, listen, you're going to learn the ins and outs, the right way to invest in single-family and multifamily properties to compound your your earnings into more properties. And then the next thing you know, I can't tell you. I really don't know the number. I know I know it's a huge number, right? It's a ginormous number that Lifestyles Unlimited and the mentors there, along with Dell Walmsley, have, have turned into millionaires, people who came in with relatively nothing on their plate, and they have transformed their lives into millionaire status. Now, if you're ready to work at this, they'll show you how you can retire in five years or less. So here's what I want you to do right now. Just go to the website. Use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, as your promo code for incredible discounts. Go to the website right now, GiveMeTotalFreedom.com, GiveMeTotalFreedom.com, promo code Ware, W-A-R-E. Hello, I'm Dr. Aha! Every disc jockey who ever played that record did that. Aha! And every disc jockey who ever played that record does the synthesizer part (laughs) on the board, like I was just doing. Well, and you have to talk about the video too, because that was so creative for the time. It was an amazing video. That was that animation mix kind of a thing they did. The the live dude turned into an animated dude, back to a live dude. That wasn't easy to do back then. (laughs) No, they had to draw it. Yeah, it was all hand drawn. Okay, we promised that we would do some of Donald Trump's speech. So, Jimmy, let's roll it. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's 
practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. Let's pause it, Jimmy, because that's, you know, that is significant. I mean, we have right now a, a country and a world that is doing all it can to drive us apart, separate us, right? Right. Because they know we're easily controlled and manipulated if we're not together. And the world knows that, and that's why it's on fire right now mm. with World War Three. essentially World War Three. And uh, Donald Trump realizes if we're going to turn this around, whether it's the immigration problem, the crime in the streets problem, the inflation problem, or it's the world wars that are going on right now and all the fighting that's happening around the world, we've got to come together to, to come up with the solutions on that. I agree. Yeah. It was a really an amazing moment for him and for all of us. One of the great talents he has which has obviously worked for him throughout his life, is that when he's talking into a camera, it feels like he's just talking to you. That's right. And I think inside himself he is. When he's talking to the country, he's just talking to you like you're some dude sitting across the table. Uh, it's very genuine. And That's get, a good word. Yeah, and given his personality, where he usually does a little tap dance sure. on the graves of, uh, of, his, of his enemies and he likes to rub it in their face, there was none of that last night. Right. Uh, you said gracious. It was very gracious, but I thought it was also very, you know, smart. Yeah. Uh, very, because, again, how do you combat that message? You can't. Uh, if you're the bad guys in the media and you want to make him out to be a horrible person, you, you have. Are, what do you do with that? And he knew it. Right. Uh, but he, he does have that ability to look right into a camera and talk directly to you. It's like, things are bad. we got to fix it. Well, and as we said earlier today, he took away the objection that everybody or a lot of people had. Well, he's just, you know, he, mean tweets. Everybody talking about it. Right, mean right. tweets and all that kind of stuff. That was not around last night at all. No. He was very calm, cool, collected. And think about this. This is a guy that has everything, including this kitchen sink, that hell can throw at somebody, mm -hmm. right, every day. It's costing him over a million dollars a week God. in these court cases, a million dollars a week. And yet he still puts America first in all of his thoughts. And when Joe Biden's people tweeted last night, I told you it was always between me and that extremist people, you oh, know. God. Well, no, it's really not. It's between America first and right. America last. And we had America first for four years, and it worked, and we loved it. And it doesn't matter if you were Republican, Democrat, Black white, whatever you were. It didn't matter. America first helped us all. And for the last three and a half years, we've had America last. And look at it. Well, we've we watched are. it be destroyed. Right. Intentionally. And uh, it's bringing the whole world to the brink of something really, really horrible. And uh, and you see that gravity in Trump's eyes. You see that seriousness. You know, the, the bluster isn't there like it once was. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's play some yeah. more of this. Because in 2016, you remember it was Lion Ted. Yeah. Ugly little, hand, little, little hands Marco and all those things that he was saying about his competition back then in 2016. What a totally different Donald Trump today. Listen to this. I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night, and everybody's going to get angry at me. <laughs> but the senators, the congressmen from Washington, they came down from all different states. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, wow. a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. <laughs> And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a 
senator, great senator, I predict, right? You're going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, wow. very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my incredible wife. Okay, hold uh, on just a minute, uh, Jimmy, because at first he said, let's all come together. Right. We're going to solve the issues if we're together. Not right. Except, so perfect. Oh, by the way, I just let me insert this. No script. No. Joe he Biden, had some notes, but that's right. it. Yeah. And what he does, he, he's got, and I've seen his notes. You can see him sometimes right. on camera. He takes a Sharpie and he just makes a word. Yeah. That's right. It. Yeah, it's not so, a script. That's it. Yeah. There's no script. Uh, Joe can't do this. That's why I'm saying Joe can't run against this guy. So, okay, so let's break that down section by section. First of all, let's all come together. Yeah. Second of all, to my competitors, great job. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You guys did wonderful. I want to congratulate my competitors and all that. So there, secondly was, you know, congratulating yeah. them. Now let's roll into the humanity side of Donald Trump and who he is as a human. And when he starts talking about his mother-in-law, mm. His voice, and we never hear this, his voice actually cracks. Yeah. He's looking up to the sky and pointing up as he's talking about his mother-in-law. Listen to this. Incredible wife, uh, first lady, I'll say former and maybe future. But more important than Melania, I want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away a few days ago. And she's up there, way up there. She's looking down, and she's so proud of us. And I just want to say to Amalia, you are special, one of the most special people I've ever known. And uh, that was a tough period of time for the family. But she, uh, she's amazing. She was amazing. So I just want to thank what she's done for our family and her husband, who's home right now and very lonely. Mm. He's a lonely man, but he's going to be okay. Victor, they're great people, great uh, Great parents to all of us, really. Great that. parents, but also Hear that emotion. to Baron. Mm. Boy, did she take care of Baron. <laughs> That's how he got so tall. He only ate her food. <laughs> That's a great line. Okay, you know? so Baron is 6'7". <laughs> yes. 17 years old, and he's 6'7". Yes. You know, it was a really amazing moment. Yeah. You know, and he, he was letting... Because you figure everything that he's going through, and they're going through, her mom died in the midst of all this. Right. And people forget, you know, they have this, this this idea of Donald Trump as a womanizer and all that. He's been with Melania for what? A long 25, yeah. almost 30 years long they've been time. together. I mean, uh, a lot of us wish we had been in a relationship for 30 years. You know, he, he's... Uh, it was an amazing moment. Yeah. It was very magnanimous. And you, you wonder... You look at... Because... He did very well last night. I mean, he made history last night. Made history. And you think about it. Haley, DeSantis, Christie, not so much Vivek, but but the rest of them, what did they do? They ran against Trump. Of course. They all are. And and so given his record, they had to come up with crap that they didn't like about him. You know, most sure. of them focused on the COVID or what have you. Trump ran against Biden. Right. Trump and and especially the last quarter of this campaign leading up to this okay what was trump talking about what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do we got to fight biden we got to get around this we got to get things back together again he, he he would talk about the sanctimonious and all that but basically he ran against biden and ba biden's a bad guy well listen to this this is a, this is very significant because every time they charge every time the D, you know the democrats charge him yeah. with something try to lock him up with something his numbers grow oh, right yeah so when Ron and Nikki are out there bashing him, yeah. 
they're having his numbers go up. Yeah. They're, they're, by bashing him, they're forcing his numbers to go up even higher. Right. And that's why he was 51%, 30 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. Just a little bit more from him sure. talking about his family here because – for everything that he's going through right now and all this stuff that they're attempting to do to erase him from life, basically, right. his family is enduring hell, too, mm. right? So he wanted to acknowledge the fact that they've been there through all of this. All right, go right ahead, Jimmy. And I want to thank my family generally. Uh, they've worked so hard, and they've taken so much abuse for being good people. I mean, good people, but uh, Eric and Don... They really did. These two have been working so hard and they, uh, you know, they have another job also, <laughs> so they have to do it all. But they uh, they've been working so hard. And I know that Ivanka is home and Tiffany's home. They're watching. And I know that Baron's watching. Good old Baron. <laughs> He's I said, you're going to be a basketball player. I said, well, I like soccer, Dad, actually. I said, <laughs> at your height, I like basketball better, but you can't, sometimes you can't talk them into everything. But he's a special boy. But the whole family is just incredible. And my uh, sister, Elizabeth, who's uh, just the biggest fan. She's just an incredible person and uh, always supportive. We love Elizabeth so okay. much. So what you got is let's come together. Mm. We all got to come together to solve the problems of the world. My competition, I'm just breaking down the speech. Right. My competition, great job, guys. Very proud of you. Yeah. You know, let's work together, that kind of thing. Very classy moment. Yeah. I want to thank my wife, mm. and I want to thank her recently passed away mom and husband, you know, my, my in-laws. I want to thank them for everything that they've done. And here I am as a family man standing in front of you to serve you and put America first, a family man who wants us to come together and wants to work with my competition to make this this country great again. Who can, who can fight against that? Well, you can, <laughs> and it's a stark contrast to the other side, which are constantly downplaying the idea of family, and uh, it's all about you, man, and what you want, YOLO, and it's a very self-serving, narcissistic agenda, really, an attitude or theme, really. And here's Trump saying, hey, I'm just like you. I couldn't have done this without my family, but my family is why I'm here. And, and, and in a sense, the implication is I'm doing this for you, but I'm also doing it for my family. I'm doing it for all of yes. our families. Yes. And that resonates yes. with people. Yes. You know, it, we, we, we're, I mean, America, <laughs> the bedrock of what we are really is the family. Well, let me bring up one more thing because you're talking about those exit and entrance polls. His number one caucus last night, or voter last right. night, were females, women of all ages. And you got to think about that for a minute because they always talk about how he's a womanizer and all that. It's right, simply right, not true. Right. But that's what they say about him. But women turned out for him more so than anybody else. Now, the men numbers were huge, too. Right, right. But he, he won all the women uh, last night. They didn't go to Nikki Haley. They didn't go to Vivek. They went to Donald Trump, and here's why. Women are being destroyed by yeah. by Democrats. Absolutely, in every respect, they got men playing in their sports, men fighting them in the boxing ring, men taking over their jobs, men dressing like women and winning beauty contests. Men are erasing. The Democrats have men erasing womanhood in yeah. this country, and women are going. This is the guy that's going to fix that for yeah. us. He's going to yeah. save womanhood. Yeah, I, I agree. Imagine that. I, 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 it's you know, I think you've called it a great awakening. I mean, that's really what's going on here. 
Uh, if you'd have asked me 30 years ago that Trump was going to save the world, I'd have laughed in your face. But Trump may end up saving the world. I mean, it, I, it, you said it earlier, and I think we, we've all said it. Everything that's going on right now, and he actually talked about this last night, too. In a sense, it's all, it is all because of him. Right. Ukraine, Russia, Putin ran into, rolled in Ukraine because Trump was out of office. Uh, China is only making, uh, you know, rattling their sabers over Taiwan because Trump's out of office. I mean, everybody was held in check while he was there. And everybody knows that if he gets back into office, stores closed once again. That's right. This is their window of opportunity. For, it's it's all about him. And for that, okay, yeah, and for that reason, there's a lot of people and a lot of deep, dark, powerful forces that are allied against him. Yeah, God protect him, man. That's right. It's going to be tough. All right, I'll tell you about uh, Bridgehead IT, West Bunch, and that team over there, Bridgehead, fantastic folks. You know in business, if you're a business owner or manager, technology is always changing. It's overwhelming. It's frustrating at times. It can even hold your company back. But whether you need expert network administration, whether you need switches and routers and streamlined documentation, whether you need administration and seamless cloud migration or IT infrastructure optimization, whatever you need, Bridgehead IT is where thoughtful solutions meet technological excellence. And they do it all right there, meticulously orchestrating every aspect of your IT infrastructure. No quick fixes now. They'll take whatever time is necessary to understand your business's unique needs and goals and implement a plan and strategy that will work for your business. That's Bridgehead IT. Contact them today and let them help you unleash your business's true potential. BridgeheadIT.com or call 210-477-7999. You know, one of the nice things about a 